2024, friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree please sit back and enjoy beck did it better we are all the way up to album 136 and from 1971 we did it it's aaron when he's been hyping it up for a long time nobody quit before we got here it's happening it's really happening by funkadelic all right let's get right into this uh yeah so now, if you've ever listened to Maggot Brain, you're going to hear that these songs were kind of hard to duplicate for parody songs. So sometimes it's cool if you just take maybe a song that's by a totally different band to do that. I think it's fine. Let's turn on K-Rob, though, and just see what's going on. Aaron, how's your rate? You still listen to the radio, Aaron? Yeah, mostly the jazz station, mostly KCSM, because the, the other ones have too many commercials. But I, yeah, I do KCSM 91.1. I got some good, good radio. Actually, right now, in fact, tonight we're missing... Yeah, right now it's in the soul kitchen from eight to ten, and then from ten to eleven is the juke in the back. So if we finish early enough, the I'll be able to hear the, the juke back. in the back. Yeah. Nice. What do you think? What, what I do you knew think's... one girl that would do that in college. <laughs> juke in the back. <laughs> yeah, only one. Yeah, just one. She didn't married? like it. Are you married? You to her? lived in the wrong dorm. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was thinking about when you tell that story about the girls stealing underwear. Like, I can imagine grabbing mine and being like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is going on with these? Why are these weird legs here? Yeah. Why is this just a permit? It seems like this discoloration is permanent, really. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It's, it's a color I've never seen. In, it's a color I've never seen in nature before. Uh, let's turn on the radio and just hear what's on. I, I like, you know what? Let's, forget it, guys. Let's just do this. Hello, everybody, welcome to K Rob K R O B. Things are not going well here. Oh yeah. Oh no. Gotta off. So I gotta get off of the podcast. How do I get off this podcast? Oh. I gotta get off. I gotta get <laughs> off of this podcast. How do I get off the podcast? Get off. <laughs> I you gotta get off of this podcast. How do I get off the podcast? Well, the talk we've had sure has been profound. The quality of the show is going down. Going down. No. I don't think that we'll be able to rebound. Our downloads have the emphasis on the down. That last episode was junk. Yeah, really stunk. This was a test that we would have flunked. This podcast should be defunct. The last episode was junk. Our confidence has sunk. Oh, it really smelled yeah. like a skunk. It totally blew chunks. Da 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 Last episode was junk. When you want to hear about right. the greatest How did you know that was going to happen, Ron? What if it was good? You're just, too lazy to just a hunch. It's the odds on the favorite. Just a hunch. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. Somebody did say that Bono is the world's biggest number two, right? Does number two better. work for? We are going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Sign of a good episode. Lying. We we are all the way up to one thirty six for real this time, and we are talking about Mega Brain by Funkadelic. Guys, I uh, the only problem I have with this episode is I feel like this is a, a rip off to an album I did before. Is about Israeli self defense. Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was called Krav Maga Brain. Krav. Krav Maga. Oh. 
This episode stunk. This one also stunk. It uh, should be defunct. I've got three guys here who agreed to change this podcast name to Hunkadelic. Russell in oh, Minnesota. Like Russell, it. how are you doing? Guys, Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time for Rob's ovipositor has knocked her up. <laughs> I have heard the maggots in the mind of the main host and I was mildly offended for I knew I had to listen to each episode or drown in my own shit. And I've got I've got Matt who wants to name it Spunkadelic. Matt, I'm in the, Minneapolis, how are you doing, Matt? Rosie, we have heard the maggots that is <laughs> Rob trying to make fun of you. I was offended for one. Yes. I appreciate that. Yep. We knew you had to, you got to rise above it so we don't drown in all of Rob's shit that is this podcast. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I feel like Matt and I only both made it through the first lyric of the first song. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything. Uh, And next up we have Aaron. Now, Aaron was a little late getting here tonight because he was at the penis doctor. You know, it's embarrassing to talk about, but we all got to check it out. You know, sometimes you got to get in. He was at the penis doctor, but Aaron said there was way too much small talk. Uh, Aaron, how's, how are you doing? California. Rob. When you base your love on credit and your loving days are done, checks you signed with a love and kisses later come back signed insufficient funds. Let's talk about Maggot Brain and What song is that on? That is great <laughs> lyrics, Aaron. I love it. Right. Let's That's get into case, our actually. voicemail. Now, I just want to remind you guys, our listeners will listen to these weeks apart. So these it's actually not good. The back line ought to be defunct. <laughs> So, so it's not going to see we kiss my ass. God, our <laughs> listeners are dumb shits. They're just the dumbest of the dumb. God, Gotta make a nice one. Shits. Just the dumbest of the dumb. <laughs> back. Dumb, 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 dumb. Oh, shit. listeners. Yeah, I was thinking I'm laughing, but I'm not laughing. I did too that time. I was like, like Aaron thought my joke was funny. No. I thought this intro map put together had been eliminated from the board. I thought we weren't using it anymore. I just can't find the good ones. I don't know where I put them. And again, there's a weak difference between this week and last week. Let's just remember. So... My final comment here, guys, oh, no. I love the music. You're introducing <laughs> me to a whole handful of new albums that I never would have considered listening to. Listening to them through your clips and also on Spotify reminds me of J-Term freshman year with Professor Alice Hansen. Uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, she taught yes, us everything about uh, music theory, American music history, with a handful of your listeners, a um, handful of them being Steve, Pete, Manny, Joe from Woodbury, I think was in that class. Jeez. Maybe not. Anyways, uh, time signatures, keys, measures, American history of music taught us about uh, black music being stolen by people like Elvis and Marty McFly, uh, things like that. Taught us about syncopation no, where she'd go one, two, one, two and, and get in our face. Anyways, my question. This is, I'm loving this. I, man, you, you, you come with an Alice Hansen voicemail. You're speaking to my heart. My question to you is for all four of you, what was your favorite J-term class? So, of course, I've I've edited that together so you could hear what he said at the end. The, he was asking, what was the best J-term class? Now, we went to a school oh. where every they had first semester, second semester, <laughs> and then J-term, you had a class in the middle that was January. So you could kind of, that's where we kind of go do, go on trips or go just do a class. What was your favorite J-term class? I will tell you, I had one. It was not that great. It was Martin Luther, where I just learned about Martin Luther. Now, keep in mind, I never went to church growing up. I do not know anything about Martin Luther, but the class, I love the class because it was at one twenty. It was at one twenty PM. And once I showed up late, cause I slept in so just to go to show <laughs> college rocks. I actually took a class first. with Aaron. So I think it would have been our junior year and it's January, obviously. So we had a lot of snow that winter, but Aaron and I took a philosophy class 
It was called Friendship, Love, and the Good Life with Professor yeah. Corliss Swain. Yes. And Oof. it was just the most bizarre class ever. And I remember there were a, a handful of snow days where they canceled classes, which rarely ever happened as far as I remembered. Yeah. But I think Aaron and I had a point over a 30-day period where we didn't go to class for 16 straight days. I think it's we right. Either, yeah. we, either had, we either had weekends, snow days, or we just flat out skipped, skipped it yes. for 16 straight days. So that was kind of the highlight. But then it kind of came back to bite us in the ass because we had to oh. do a final or we had to turn something in. And we had to answer all these questions. And Aaron and I had literally done None. 0% of the work until the oh night my. before. So. But it's the like joke's on Corliss Swain because we're still friends and we're living the good life. So we learned yeah. something, obviously, from that class. So we, we ended up staying up all night to do the test. And then the next night we went and saw Rounders at the movie theater. Yeah. And I slept through the entire <laughs> yeah. movie and woke up not <laughs> oh knowing God. why John Malkovich was eating Oreos. He beats me yeah. straight up. That yeah. is a classic J-term story of just like, I remember I had a class where it was, uh, a theater class that I took and it was all about learning theater. And I was so happy because every time we had to go see a show at the theater in Minneapolis, like the water pipes broke or it was too snowy. And so I never actually had to go to the theater. I was like, yeah, I remember yeah. just thinking to myself, yeah, no theater. <laughs> now I'm paying like $300 for a family of four to go see Beetlejuice. Oh my God. I don't know a thing. I'm totally lost. I also did a J term where I did uh, my only international trip during college, but study abroad. And I went to Greece to get my art nice. and my history credit. And it was an amazing trip. But when you're, when you're in college, you don't really appreciate those things, right? Like you're in, you're in Athens and you're seeing the Acropolis, but the only thing you want to do is like go drink Amstel light from the, oh. from the kiosk down the road, right? Like when you're, when you're yeah. 22 years old, you don't appreciate the, the most amazing things in the world, do you? But I mean, but is it, but is a kiosk of Amstel light not one of the most amazing things in the world? A kiosk, it just sells you Amstel light. That's incredible. We, no, I'm just meant like a stand at the end of the, like, we just we were more saying, concerned I mean, about drinking beer than we were seeing the Temple of Zeus the right, or the Battle of Marathon or those I types you, of things. I think your priorities are in the right place. I feel like that's very Greek, though. You know what I mean? Like, what would Zeus do? And the answer is go to the Amstel Light kiosk. I think that's you know, the you know what else? Dressed, yeah. dressed as a bull so he could fuck the local milkmaid. <laughs> the other thing we did that was very Greek, Rob, we did dress up one day. All the guys on our trip, we probably had 30 people on our trip. There was about nine guys. We all went and bought Spartan helmets and then showed up on the bus one morning, all wearing full-on Spartan helmets and just went and sat down on the bus like it was no big thing. As a male graduate, that makes me so proud. Um, that is Russell. I, and that leads me to my next question, okay? This is going to kind of, I was going to tell a different part of the story first. One of my greatest J-term trips is I went to Russia to study uh, the Orthodox Church there. And I can say that to people for the rest of my life. It's a lot like my kitchen hero thing. I can just say, oh, yeah, I studied the church in Russia. People think it makes me sound smart as shit. And I love it. I had a blast. Rob, Rob, I I studied art and history in Greece. That's no joke, right? Oh, that's really good. Mm, That's really good. But it made me think, Russell, of the, the best part of that trip to me, right? Which is also kind of like, you know, with the Trojans and stuff. There was a guy who got laid by a local Russian woman at the, at the, on the trip. Did any of you guys go with anybody that had sex with local women on college trips? Cause that seems to be the real education. <laughs> I never did. You guys did the abroad trips. I never did. I, that was a mistake. That was something I, I did not. Oh. 
Yeah, that Aaron, if I aired in this trip, it truly was a broad trip because this guy had sex trip. with this woman who worked in the hotel lobby. It was wild. They rented their own room above the our floor, and he took her up there. And we had, of course, done you know college. So you want to support a friend? Like it's. I feel like this is a cultural exchange. We taped a piece of paper that had the lyrics to the Wild Thing on it by Tone Loke, where it said. Uh, <laughs> This is what happens when bodies start slapping from doing the wild thing because she, we knew that she spoke or read no English. Here are two other memories I have. A weird, strange memories of the, the uh, what's it called? A interim trip, the a study abroad. The <laughs> one was Studying one of abroad. the women who was on our study abroad group was a lady who worked in the post office at the school. Nice. And so on this trip, she started telling everyone about all the mail they got. <gasps> so she would be like, Russ, I know you get Sports Illustrated. I know you like yes. you get these magazines. I know like you get shipped like a uh, shipment like once a week. I, like she knew everything about everyone's Wait, mail. And I thought it was the craziest, creepiest thing that, ever. Was that Nelly? No, it was not Nelly. Oh, Nelly was like 85 <laughs> years old, man. She ain't going to Greece. No, different no, Nelly. Oh. Different Nelly. I'm not going to make you bleep out the name. I think her, I think her name was Amanda or something. I forgot what her name was. I think we've talked about her on this podcast before. I think she might be the most successful person in our class. Oh, here. that Amanda! Oh yeah, I was, just, yes. I was talking about her at work the other day. Yeah, and she won't yes. sit in a book. Works for the New York Times. No different. She Amanda. knew everything about everyone's mail. The other weird. Oh no, she's got a brain like an ex, like a dictionary. Yeah, no, for sure. Now, did she ever mention that there was a Victoria's Secret subscription that came to Doctor Roberto? <laughs> that's a good bit every time i got that in the mail i laughed the other one that was weird is so i don't know when you guys did your interim trips if you if you roomed with the same person the whole time if you switched it up how that worked but in ours you got assigned a roommate for the first like two nights when we were in a hotel and then whenever we'd move we would just switch it up and we tried to like the guys for example i think we roomed with everyone throughout like the 30 days or whatever the first guy I room with was like one of the few people I didn't know on the trip. And I came back to the room once and he was taking a bath in the hotel room. And I was yes. like, what the fuck? Who takes a bath when they have a roommate on like an interim trip? Is that weird? Very weird. Rob? Who likes to sit in their own shit? You're just stewing in your own ball sweat. The man. idea... Of taking a bath in a European bath, ugh, so when, small. When you, when you have a roommate, you don't know who, who lives, who's going to come back no, to the room. Doesn't even matter. Listen, no, I had a full, I had a full conversation with both kids yesterday while I was in the bath. There is no shame to just hang out and live in that bath lifestyle. <laughs> European baths are—they got to be small. It, you know, it's not a big bathtub. You're trying to scrunch in there. That's trying to force a bath when it doesn't want to happen. It's a smaller individual. Oh well, then why are you taking a bath? I mean, what's the point? You don't feel like you're lighter. Get out of here. I thought that the, I'll bring this up and then Matt will have to comment. We might have to delete this too, but I always heard there was a Two. sexual thing that happened on one of, I don't know if it was Matt's trip or another group of people's trips that did some sort of European trip where there was some sort of sexual escapade where the lady told the guy, if we're going to do this, we got to do this doggy style. True or not true? <laughs> That's a legendary story. Yeah. I have not heard that story. Oh, what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Russell, tell that story again, but tell it way slower. All right, I can't tell that story. Why would you have to do it doggy style? That's just what that was her request. Hmm. Feels it would feel a little insulting, right? <laughs> like to ask the guy. Like, oh, I don't want you to sweat on my face. Okay. I don't want you to breathe on my face. 
Like you, you hurt my hips. Let's do it doggy style. I mean, imagine saying to a girl like, oh, we're going to have to 69 it with me on top. Like, this is not going to fly. <laughs> not going to fly. Listen, I got one request. And that is going to be 69 with me on top. That would have been a great, a great Tinder opening line when I had my dating apps up and fully running. My favorite part of this is that many other times I would apologize to the artist for being so vulgar, but yeah. nothing we say could be any more vulgar than anything George Clinton ever thought about. Like the gloves are off tonight. Like you're, you're you impregnated mother earth three times. Yeah. Well, you're in good company. Oh, that's the old fucking hole in the ground. Everybody does that. No big deal. All right. Let's get into rolling. Going. <laughs> going. It's, 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 it's time to see what everybody's up to. It's time for it, rolling. Going. Oh, yeah. And the thing about 69 with me on top is, you know, my balls would be right in your eye sockets. It'd be like getting hit with two little bags of pre-cooked shrimp, like Devane oh, shrimp. <laughs> How are you dealing? Uh, see, that feels like you're doing it wrong. What, what are you mean? Well, wait, no, I mean, imagine I this chair. Why? I, no, no, you're right. No, no, I was, I, I, had, I had my, uh, you had your direction had wrong. Did geometry you? wrong. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. Yeah. You're maybe next north. time, next time I see you, Rob, maybe we'll have a okay. demonstration. Oh, don't worry, my Aaron. When we hang out together, we'll do a ninety-six. That would be great. It's okay, it's where you're too tired and you. Okay, I've already made that joke. Listen, let's. Oh my God, we haven't done rolling going yet. Uh, hey, no. has anybody here got a good rolling going? I'll go first. <laughs> oh Russell, oh no, right. Russell said last week is two were bad. This is the second. <laughs> All right. So I was actually out in South Minneapolis, Matt's neck of the woods, the other day. Yesterday, actually. And I went for a little South Minneapolis tour. I won't get into all oh, the geography oh, oh, because oh. I know Aaron gets turned on and I know Rob yeah. doesn't like when we talk about that stuff. He doesn't no. like yeah. the, we the talked about Alice Hansen, of it, Now we're talking about South Minneapolis geography. I was just thought I would share where I went real quick and kind of tell you, ask you guys a question about it. But so the first place I went was a place called Broder's Pasta Bar. Matt, you've talked about this place before, Aaron. 50th and Penn. This is one Penn. of your spots, yes. right? Yes. Yep. So, so I go into this pasta bar and and I was with a, uh, a South Minneapolis which, adventurer. Which one were you? I, sorry, not not to interrupt. Yeah. You weren't in the deli. You were in like the, the restaurant, the fancy restaurant. Or was in, I was in wine? the restaurant area. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So going to the restaurant. But my understanding of this is one of these restaurants Southwest where corner. they don't take reservations. So when you have a chance to go and you don't have to wait, you just got to go for it. Right. Yeah. So they opened at four. Me and this uh, Minneapolis, South Minneapolis adventurer. We were in the area around four and it's like, Hey, perfect opportunity. Go. You don't have to wait. We went fantastic spot. One, one of the best restaurants in the area. No doubt. Right guys. Yep. I haven't been there for 15 years, but I still think about it. But the, the, yeah. the coolest thing. So we went, I don't we know had if I've really ever eaten there. Have I never eaten at a pasta bar? That seems, I'll tell you what though. <sighs> you got to look out. Okay. Wait, wait a minute. I can make this work. <laughs> We're taking Austin off. Bar. We're taking off. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, Davy Crockett once said, "Oh yeah, if you've gone too far, your pasta bar." Oh God, I'm so sorry. It's one of those <laughs> nights, guys. My bar, bad. Pasta bar. Pasta bar. Pasta bar. Pasta, pasta bar. Bar. Pasta bar. How about this? How about this? How would we become a lawyer? Pasta bar. Thank you. Got there it. Nailed it. Any unbelievable comeback at the buzzer. <laughs> yeah. He's heating up. He's on fire. 
But so anyways, the Minneapolis Adventure and I are there. And we decide instead of just sitting at the pasta bar and having a few drinks mm-hmm. after we finish, we're, we're going to go hopping. We're going we're going yes. bar Uh-oh. restaurant hopping in South Minneapolis. Uh-oh. What's your guys style when it comes to hopping? Do you like going from place to place or would you rather stay in one spot the whole night? Keep it moving. I like hopping. Keep it moving. Keep yep. it moving. Can I, is there any noise that's louder than what I can hear the other person saying? Like, is there any background noise? If there is, move it on. Let's go. Can't have a conversation. <laughs> At this point, if there's any legitimate noise, I have no idea what anybody's saying. Sometimes it's nice. We decided to go hopping. And so we actually decided to go next door. The, the sister restaurant, if you will, is called Terzo. It's got a wine bar. So we go over to Terzo and it's not really crowded or anything yet. When we were leaving, I did hear there was a two hour wait to get into the pasta bar. Oh, what a great I was curious. Oh, it was a great like feeling a to know we beat it. And then we were opening something up. We were like being the gracious ones yeah. of saying, yeah, have our oh, spot yeah. right at the bar there. But I'm curious, what's your guys max amount of weight you would ever put into a restaurant? If you were just going out on like a random Friday night, you know, that has gone down so much as I got older. I remember yeah. when I was younger, it used to be like an hour 30. We'd be like, Oh yeah, we'll go find somewhere to do. We'll go get drinks. Now, if they're like 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm oh, 20 minutes is a long time. I could be going to sleep. It feels like there's a lot of, you know, if, if you can put your name in and if they can text you, right? So if they're like, hey, it's an hour wait, but Terzo, right, you know, half a block away, not even half, just across huh. the street. Here we go. Go get a glass of wine over there and we'll text you and just, you know, be back in five minutes or whatever. It'll be all good. You know, like I'd wait an hour, hour and a half for that kind of situation. But like you throw kids into the mix, you can't wait more than 15 minutes if you get kids with you, things like that. So I don't know. It feels like half hour is kind of like a, a good number, but kind of depends on what the situation is too. Cause can you, can you just go belly up at the bar for a while while you wait? Cause typically if they tell you it's an hour, I mean, it's really more like 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, right? Yeah. They're not going to yeah. tell you an hour when it's an hour and a half. They're, they're like, know, you sh- they're like yeah. doctors that lie about like, if you have some right. sort of terminal illness, they're always mm-hmm. like, uh, I'll give you about three, four months. And then when you make it a right. year, it's like, oh, this is the best, like the most <laughs> gracious doctor yeah. ever. I right? just, I, yeah, I kicked it. Yep. It's I like when you tell the girl really you have the, yeah. it's like when you tell a girl you have the smallest penis they're ever going to see. Yeah. It, and they're like, hey, well, it's not that small. It's like, yep, I'll take it. Thank you. Like, it is the smallest <laughs> one I ever saw, but it's not as small. It's not as bad as I expected. Yeah. yeah. The problem is when you do tell people that they still end up very disappointed is the only thing. <laughs> Expectations were low and you delivered. Oh, I thought this would be like measure up. I thought this would be like a tall guy named Tiny type thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, we leave we leave Broders. The pasta was fantastic. You that you can kind of see into the kitchen. You can see him preparing everything. There's nothing better than being at a restaurant where you can kind of see everything coming out of the window and then putting the final touches. Love it, love it. Fantastic spot. I, I was super excited. I'd never eaten there before, so it was. Really good. I would highly recommend it. So we decided we're going to go across the street to the wine bar, the, the sister wine bar owned by the same group. We walk in and the, the wine bar is full. So we're like, dang it. But we asked like, hey, do you have any open tables? And they go, we actually have one that we're holding open for walk-ins. If you guys would like to have it. We're like, yes, perfect. What a blessed we walk night in. you're having. Oh my God. Yes. So we walk in, we sit down and, and we, and up front we tell them, hey, we're not eating. We're just going to grab a drink or two and get some dessert maybe. And they're like, perfect. So we come in and we order a dessert and we get this hazelnut chocolate cake, which I thought you guys would all think looked delicious. Sounds delicious. But the other thing on the menu that I just kind of bypassed was they had something called a cookie plate. And in my mind, I was just thinking this is going to be like chocolate chip cookies or something. That's nothing really 
or a plate or a plate made out of cookies that where you eat yes. the whole plate. It's like a bread bowl, but it's a cookie plate. <laughs> Which I, I like devour. I like this. Yeah, I like this. But the South Minneapolis adventurer that I was with said, we should ask about that because you never know what it's going to be. And oh, I'm man. never one not to ask and never not one not to double up. So we we ask and they say, oh, it's got all these different things. And they brought out this most amazing cookie plate. It was like a bar plate, if you will, when you go to someone's holiday party, oh, right? Yes. So, so round two of our adventures got wine, some espresso, a chocolate hazelnut cake, and a cookie plate. What do you guys think of that for round two of the you're South Minneapolis adventure? Oh what, God, so give me it. an example. What kind of bars are on this plate there, Russell? <laughs> I sent a picture the other day. I sent a picture to you guys, but I, I couldn't tell you. Oh, I, I, I ignored it. I didn't are. look at it, Russell. I didn't watch it. Okay, how does that feel? <laughs> they were all different types of flavors, Rob. There was some chocolate stuff. There was some like macadamia nut type stuff. Nice. There was fruitier bars or cookies. It, it was really Get the fuck out of here with those fruit bars. It looked, like, it looked like a savory board. Like I didn't understand this was a cookie board you were showing us. Like this it was all sweets, Aaron. It was all sweets, oh, and it, a great way to like move on. And you do, hey, dinner at one. We're doing dessert at the next, and then we decide we're going to do one more before we head back downtown out of South Minneapolis. The we final, go to. Final. We go to George and the Dragon. Have you guys ever been to George and the Dragon oh, yeah. before? Sounds fun. All the time. That's a good happy hour spot, Russell. Have a beer. You know, I don't I don't hate these re- sections, guys, but it does feel like I'm a passenger in the Google Maps car. Like, that's what I feel like during these sections where I'm kind of driving around. I see the street view. I see, like, Russell going in. I thought I was going to forget that joke, so I had to get it out. Sorry. It was, it was more not about the place, Rob. It was about the adventure and about... Right. Then you have... So you do dinner... And one dessert at one, and then you grab a, a drink at the end of the night at the other one. So I, I thought, like, I would advise our, our listeners if you're feeling kind of stale with your going out and you're kind of going to the same spots every time, try something great new spots. and yep. bounce around and pick three spots that you're going to try to get to in one night. You got to wait a little bit, wait a little bit, but do something new. It's super fun. It adds a little spice to your life. And then we ended up downtown at Kieran's, Whoa. which Whoa. was, which is like, People are still celebrating St. Patrick's Day. It's the night afterwards. And Matt, I, there was a U2 cover band there. Oh, and the no. guy that was playing the Edge's role was wearing like a skull cap, just David? like the Edge would have yes. worn. <laughs> just like David would have worn. Uh, just I like David would have worn. So, so I, I thought about you guys. This is El Salvador coming through my amplifier. You bloody Yanks. And the other thing, <laughs> the other thing that was the best part of my night at the St. Patrick's Day, because this is. Like when you've gone to a few like slower, almost like family type restaurants or bars. Right. And then you go downtown. There's an immediate shift in the vibe, the noise, everything. Right. And so I got there and I was with my cousin and some friends, uh, probably three, four people. So we had five, six total people. My cousin looks at me at one point. He's got to work the next day. He goes, just so you know, my intention is to be home and in bed before 10 o'clock. And I'm like, yes. Thank God we do not have to do like the full night out here. This is just like a one, two yep. drink thing. That's and then the, the night greatest. is over. I was like, this is perfect. A perfect night out. It's it's we went, we went and did drag bingo the other day at Nordstrom's. Okay. Don't ask, but we love it because Nordstrom closes at eight. So the drag bingo has to be done at eight. You just have to leave because the store is closed and it's great. Cause you just know, like I'm going to be home by eight 30 I'm going to go mm-hmm. walk the dog 930. I'm in bed. Like it's, you're going to have fun and it's not, you don't have to have that thing of like, when am I going to go? When am I going to go? I was at, I was in a situation the other night where I was in a, what, when am I going to go situation? And guess what I, I did? What'd you do? 
had my kid call the adult I was with and say I needed to come home. Yes. Uh, I texted her. I was like, you got to call this person and say you need me at home. Yes. <laughs> and she was like, what are you talking about? I said, I do it for you. Just do it right now. I'm your dad. Uh, and did she do it? She did. And I said, oh my God. I'm like, oh, I got to go home take care of this kid. Rolling going, Matt. How's it going with you? Uh, good. Rosie was talking about listening to radio. I've been just hammering 89.3, The Current. And so a couple couple new artists that I had never heard of before. And so I, I asked Rob to, to pull them up here quick. So, Russell, I want you to listen to this band. It's called The Beta Band. I want you to tell me oh. who this sounds <laughs> like here. Oh, my God. This sounds so much like Beck. I yes. thought it was Beck. I'm like, I was waiting it? for it. I'm like, I'm like, who the, what, what is this? Ba- you know, is Beck part of some super group or something? No, nope, this is just a Scottish group called the Beta Band, and they've had a couple, you know, a couple albums edited out. But all of a sudden, you know, they listen to the late Jesus. '90s Beta Band, and I'm like, it's like Beck Junior. So it sounds the spot Beta on. Band. And you got oh. you got to know the scene in High Fidelity where they, where he says, "I will now sell three copies of the three EPs by the Beta Band," and he puts the Beta Band on in the record store, and everyone's like, "What is this? I got to buy this right now." God, I, I didn't remember that. Yes. I, I don't remember it. So, all Guys, right. Good pull, Rosie. We're all so smart equally. <laughs> Next one. It's divided I never equally between all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and this artist, Rosie, uh-huh. you might have, but uh, so then you got Daniel Ponder in the song, The Only Way Out. And I haven't listened to too much of it, but every time this song comes up, this comes oh. on the current, it just wails. And like she gets this. to the. You know what I think Daniel Ponder should be doing? Bond songs singing about Bond yeah. 100%. Yeah. This is a so, Bond singer if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, we're a music podcaster, aren't we, Rosie? Yeah. We're, I think this is a music podcast. So I just, you know, my, my new thing, I, I, I like think as I get older, I'm music. turning into more yeah. of a snob. I, I love like listening it. to The Current and what they've got to, to say for new, I like for new albums or new, awesome. new artists new they haven't heard of Thank before. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Um, but the okay, quick question. We'll make it quick tonight. There was uh, I'm trying to get through my list. You guys know I make a list, and sometimes I put a lot of stuff on. Sometimes I don't remember what the hell I said. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I have to go through all this stuff. But I put on there was this huge controversy that the Bidens went to a restaurant. So Doctor Biden and President Biden went to a restaurant yeah, and they ordered the exact same. Okay, <laughs> they ordered the exact same meal. So they both got like chicken parm, and it was like this huge, complete controversy that they would both order the same exact sure. thing. Really? Yeah. Do you guys have a problem with this? Because yeah. I have absolutely zero problem with Impeach this. Impeach like, his ass. Okay. Not my <laughs> president. I can tell you what, not my, my president would not order the same meal as the wife when you're going out to eat. That's crazy. You want, you, you, you can get something else and then you split each meal. That's insane to get the same meal. Get what hey, they want. Like if they like, hey, it, Rob, no. like shouldn't they just eat no. it? No, no, you are <laughs> a team. Rob, 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 Rob. I heard we're indicting one president on Tuesday. Let's indict another one. Yeah, right? indict them both. Up. Yeah. <laughs> one for, one for okay. us money, one for chicken parm. I'm going to go down to the Capitol and tell them what I think again. Okay. I mean, I'm with you. you, you guys 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 know, right? I mean, you guys know me, right? Like I hate vegetables and Sarah <laughs> is basically a vegetarian, right? So it's been the joke of our relationship ever since we. Yeah. The classic Jack Spratt situation. Right. Okay. I would love to get into a situation where we could sp- either split a meal, right? Mm-hmm. I don't need, you don't need to eat that much food that comes on the plate all the time. So just split a so like order of chicken parm. Right. You give her the salad? Is that what you're 
Yeah, that kind of a thing. But I, we're never going to be, I just, I don't know if we're ever going to be there as a couple, but right. are you guys, do you guys go out and split meals or is uh, it yeah. like a, you order one thing and I'll order the other yeah. and we'll, you know, we'll I share? would say I, when I, when I go with the foodie that I, that I had met a while back, nice. we almost always split <laughs> stuff. We always, almost always <laughs> kind of Moving take along. a team approach and say like, Hey, what looks good to you? Yeah. And we'll, we'll pick stuff that we know we're going to split. Mm-hmm. But I okay. have also, I would never mock anyone for getting what they want to get. Like if no, someone yeah. wants, if both of them right. want the chicken parm, they should both get, get the, the chicken, chicken parm, parm, right? Maybe yeah. nothing else on the menu right. look good. Like, no. yeah. So it's not, it's not my style, but I would never, everyone's got their own thing that they're looking for. I would never say anything about what other people are doing yeah. with food or drinks. I won't even let Jenny and I get the same dinner at a wedding when there's only like three <laughs> options. We are getting something different just in case. I mean, really, like, like here's how it goes for us, Matt, is that uh, we both pick a meal. We talk a lot about what we're going to get. There's usually something I'm not sure about. And then she ends up, you know, getting something that she wants. But I, she checks in with me if it's also something I want. And then she eats about half of that. And then I eat my plate and that. And she has a little stab off my plate. So I mostly eat her dinner. Her dinner. That dinner seemed, that story seemed a lot funnier in my head when I started. So my apologies. Just a little stab, and then I eat her. <laughs> Speaking speak of eating yeah, someone right, else's I wish. dinner, I go watch how I do this. But uh, so, um, <laughs> so, keep so the, the other night, uh, me and this dessert fan, we, nice. we had we had these two desserts. We had a piece of carrot cake and a pudding? piece of cheese was it pudding. And then did you have? A and it was kind of the end of the night, and we were watching TV or something it. like that. And this uh, the dessert aficionado fell asleep. We're, we're not awake. We're asleep for about at least an hour. Uh-huh. I decide I'm going to eat the carrot cake. Oh, I eat, nice. I eat the whole thing. That's an alpha move, Russell. And I, I, I love it. I eat the whole thing, and I didn't really think much off. of it. When this person woke up, I was kind of mentioned, hey, I put that cheesecake in the fridge. The carrot cake is now gone. And this person I was with legit had a shit fit out oh, for no. eating the carrot yeah. cake. What are your guys' thoughts on eating was something it, like that? Was it established that half of that should have been hers? It was probably implied. It, there was never mm. a conversation, but I was definitely I, in the wrong. I would start throwing elbows <laughs> if I was in that. If I was, I am completely on this this foodies side. This foodies. It's not an exaggeration, Russell, to say that you should be executed. That is not <laughs> right. an exaggeration. Yeah. Well, that is the way they treated me. I'll just put it that way. So I've started doing it like, I'll go to, you know, one of these pizza places and I'll, and I'll get a pizza and I'll purposely like bring half home because I love day old pizza. Like yeah. the next day, oh heat it up, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So I'll bring home for lunch, you know, but the kids will be like, oh, I'm going to have lunch today. And oh, dad's got pizza there. I'll have the pizza. And I'm like, no, <laughs> the worst. <laughs> and I just, I'm not, I, I, you know, if they want great, have it guys, have it, you know, whatever. And, but it is. It's it's getting to that point. I'm trying to figure out maybe when they're like 13, when I can start just saying, "Get your own goddamn He's pizza." Start taking but, withdrawals yeah. from their five two nine. Like, yeah, you guys go right. ain't had that pizza, but here's a hundred right. bucks. Russell, five two nine. Here's all I know, Russell, is if I woke up from my slumber, <laughs> especially with carrot cake, okay, God, carrot cake, and I thought to myself, <laughs> I am going to go have a little, just a nibble, just a little schnibble of this <laughs> carrot stab. cake that's in the I'm fridge, just, just a little it. stab, and. You tell me that it's gone because you <laughs> ate it while I was sleeping. Yes. I would fucking no. go ballistic. I would do like the ice pick Murder under the, the bed. They gave me oh, It would be so there's bad. Decent, and there's I'll a piece of cheesecake in there for you, Rob. I didn't I, eat both of them. Oh, I just, just took one of the two. I don't want the cheesecake, Russell. What I wanted <laughs> yeah. was the carrot cake. And that's why we ordered it. 
You know, and if it was if it was me, Russell, that's the only way I get vegetables is by eating carrot cake. And so, you know, like now you're just making me now. I don't want to eat dessert when I'm not hungry. I want to wait until I'm hungry, Russell. And I didn't get a chance because you ate it. And now I'm mad. So can I tell you when this person got legit upset, not jokingly yeah. upset. I thought it was joking upset at first, and then I realized oh, it no. was legit upset. I kind of did. I kind of laughed and mocked. I started <gasps> oh, saying, oh, 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 poor you, and that, that didn't go <laughs> well, very well. Russell, <laughs> if it's anything like what I'm dealing with, I can tell you that is very bad to do. Sounds Should related. not be doing it's, that. It sounds related to things that Rob yeah. does. Uh, they, sounds like they don't like to be mocked. It sounds familiar in a way. Sometimes they hear themselves being mocked. Sometimes somebody's just editing a podcast without headphones on and they hear them being mocked and they get really mad about it. <laughs> oh, poor you. You didn't get any Kirk. Oh. Yeah. oh, I'm sorry. Are you putting something on the internet where you're talking about 69ing me on top? <laughs> huh? <laughs> you know. Uh, who's Roll, up? Rolling going. Rob, how's it going? Be up. Aaron no, it's me. Rob. I think Rob went, didn't he? Rob already went? No, Rob, I didn't oh, go. Oh, no, Rob yet. isn't gone. Now go for it, Rob. How yeah. dare you guys? I'm sorry. Hashtag go for Rob. Rob. Uh, listen, I'm going to do what I've always done in group work, and I'm going to say that before our last podcast, I forgot about this last podcast, we were talking about how my kids are watching, making me watch Joe Exotic again, Tiger King, right? And it's even... I. Listen, if you don't watch the last couple episodes, it's funny. It's fun. It's perfect filmmaking. The characters are unbelievable. This might be the perfect characters. Like, it's the best characters ever. So we get on the podcast, and before Matt gets on, so we're not recording, Aaron goes, Aaron, why don't you tell us what story do you have about the Tiger King? Well, it's not, it's not necessarily about the Tiger King, and uh, I want to keep this respectful because, again, my parents might listen to this. But uh, I think the Tiger King was operating in Missouri at certain points in his career. And I have, in fact, uh, I've been to an exotic animal fair in Chillicothe, no, Missouri with, my, gra- with my grandpa. I've been. And so it's possible, like, it's possible that I like it was there was there's some auctioning going on. I'm just yes. saying, like, there's there's a non-zero probability no. that I was at <laughs> a place where the Tiger King was. They're like, auctioning off the little baby cub. Like, guys, I've got a lion. I've got a badger. tiger cub. Yes, its eyes are crossed because it's so inbred. But what I get, it was never. Hundred dollars. No, I never, I never saw tigers, but I saw. I saw definitely. Pretty sure I saw an ostrich. Uh, definitely, there was a wolverine and a badger. The wolverine was like very docile. The badger was not. Um, peacocks, things of that nature. So yeah, I think I, I have been. I'll, thanks we Rob, were, for we making were, this part. We were going to get going. a we, we were going to get a mascot for this podcast. It was going to be a badger, and then Rob said, "We don't need no stinking badges." Oh my god, <laughs> so good. Listen, I love my father in law. I think he's great. I could 100% see him buying an ostrich and coming home with an ostrich and just be like, guess what, fuckers? We got an ostrich now. Like, we're going to hang out. This is my big plan. We're going to do ostrich stuff. I, I Actually, there was an ostrich farm by my in-laws place. And so you'd go there. They look so delicious. Like, if you really look at an ostrich, its leg doesn't have any feathers on it. It looks like the biggest turkey drumstick you've ever seen in your like life. It's like something you'd eat from the Flintstones or it something, does. right? Told you'd put it on your car and tip good. right over. That oh, my God. Good. So, so you went, you've been to an exotic animal place, Aaron. Yeah, it was like an auction. It was in Chillicothe, Missouri. I remember going there with yes. my grandpa and I didn't think anything of it. It was like, oh, they're here, you know, trading animals. But I, but now having watched <laughs> Joe Exotic, I realized like, oh, maybe that wasn't, you know, entirely on the up and up. Mm-hmm. 
So you didn't, what, 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 if you had to buy an exotic animal, what exotic oh. animal would you, I mean, how well, bad did you want a monkey as a kid? Well, Aaron and I, I mean, we one. bought, yeah, wrestling we bought one. an animal. Yeah. What? We had, we, we bought it. We had, we owned our sophomore year of college for probably three, four months. We owned a black emperor scorpion. We did. We had a scorpion yeah, and we, it, we had it in like a little terrarium. Yeah. I always yeah. wanted one of those. Was that awesome? It wasn't as exciting as it sounds. No, I think it was depressed. Is. I don't think it was happy. We would feed it. We might not have had it in the right climate. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. Did he ever do that thing that scorpions do where they um, throw a spear on a rope and go, get over here. (laughs) (laughs) I had a ferret in college. Did you know that? That's just gross. I had a ferret at the time. And this is how cool of a roommate I am. I didn't really talk to my roommate about buying it. I just bought it with the cage. And this might surprise you. I bought the cage. I bought a big cage bigger than you need. Don't those things stink? And it turns out that yes, indeed. Ferrets do stink very badly. Oh, so bad. It turns out that women do not like having rodents in the room when you're trying to chat them up. Okay. They don't like that squeaking, the smell. It turns out ferrets will bite you way more than you think. They will snack on you. And it, and it also turns out that maybe if a week later you sit on your recliner and then later you're wondering where the ferret is. He's gone. He gets, he got his head smashed and died almost instantly under that recliner. So problem to kind of (laughs) take care of himself. Is this true? Huh? Is this true? Yeah, of course. You sat on the ferret. No, I sat on the chair, which pushed down on the ferret. ferret. That's that's, because people think this is like a soprano situation where I sat on the ferret and I didn't feel that it was moving because I'm so fat. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. I sat on the chair, which squashed the ferret. And listen, I felt bad about it for a day, but that was one of the worst purchases ever made in my life. You had a ferret that you let out of the cage in a dorm room. Oh, yeah, it was in a cage. This is the first time we've heard of it. Yeah, well, I sat on it. You think I like telling this story, guys? This but like is you not let, a great story for me to was tell. The, was the, but you let it out, like you let it roam out of the cage and run around your room. Yeah, of course. I was weird ferret guy for like oh, a week. Wow. That is awful. Yeah, not awful. great. I know. Yeah, it's pretty I, weird. I had weird pets though growing up. I had a tarantula. We did have the scorpion and we did reach the point where we would let it out and I would let oh. it walk. We, we were <gasps> yeah, pretty liberal with letting it walk around yeah, and like walk did. on your hand. <gasps> yeah. The, oh the, the, the thing that was so disappointing was it never stung anything. It wouldn't yeah. sting anything. We'd put the only thing that it did was cool is if you, if you, we did feed it crickets. Yeah. And then one time we fed it a baby mouse. Right. So you threw the mouse in there and it, and it took like a day for it to eat it. <gasps> Are you serious? It's dead serious. God, no wonder died. we're such good friends. We're so cool. I mean, this is probably, I, I gotta be I, careful here, yeah. but <laughs> let's what not happened? say how it died. <laughs> Well, Rob sat on it. This is what worse, is it, Aaron? What? I don't. Didn't it just die over Christmas break? We yeah, we left it in the dorm over Christmas break. We came back. It was no longer moving. Yeah, what are you gonna do? No, I'll tell you what. That's better than somebody sitting on it and then talking about it on a podcast. Not great. This (laughs) whole section. You're the one who went to the exotic pets pet place. I wasn't my rolling going. (laughs) That's true. That was my rolling going. Rolling going, Aaron. How's it going with you? (laughs) <laughs> going good. I, gotta give, we got, I don't want to take too much time because we got to get to this album. I'm very excited to talk about Bag and Brain. I got to give two shout outs tonight. One two. is to my wife, who is a fan of the podcast. My wife. I was down at the market uh, last week, late in the week, and I sent her a text and I said, do you think anybody in the house would eat fish for dinner? Because like it's a constant struggle. Like, what the fuck is my son going to eat? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know, try it. Like, maybe it's maybe it'll be fine. And I texted her back and I said, okay, if, if anything looks good, I'll grab it, you know, but only if it's exciting. And she said, yep, if anything gives you an R-H-E, go for it. 
an R-H-E. Yep. Rock hard erection. There I know it exactly is. what she's, she's talking a, about. She's a loyal listener. She's in on wow. the jokes. She yep. is clever. Yeah, she's a loyal listener. She knows she's what happens when it gets when it gets too hard. Yeah. Hurts yeah. Me so I gotta give her a shout out for that. And then the second shout out I gotta give, this is from a couple did, weeks ago, but Aaron, did you did you find anything that uh got your yeah. diamond cutter going or not? No, you know, oh, I didn't honestly I didn't because there was some well, there was some mountain loss and trout, which I Ooh. I thought about because like that's good stuff, but I didn't think the particular piece that was on the top, I didn't think it was great. And I had to walk over to the coffee shop, which is at the other end of the, so I, yeah. it was going to be at least a full 30 minutes before I got home. I didn't have a cooler bag or ice in the car. So I, it not only did I not get an RHE, it just felt like it wasn't the right time can, to buy fish. Can, yeah. Can't be walking through a coffee shop with an RHE. That's for damn That's sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. You get in trouble for those tables are all at the wrong height. <laughs> yes. You know, everybody just reading their paper, drinking their coffee. They're at the wrong <laughs> right. height. Walking through coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, and then actually that reminds me, uh, we were we, we were talking about <laughs> what reminds you. Yeah, we were talking about everything everywhere all at once uh, before the last before last week's podcast. And Anna and I were talking about this last night. Apparently, the Daniels, the directors, directed the video for "Turn Down for What." Have you guys seen the "Turn Down for What" video? Mm-hmm. This man it's is just... breaking stuff with his rock hard direction. Like it's all what? about yes, it's a whole video with REGs and dudes breaking stuff with them. When I made you do my rolling going because I was too bored, that's funny. When you're making me do a video breakdown on your rolling going, that's sick. Okay, I'm that's a sick use make, of my I, time. It came up. It, it's like this man's direction is breaking things. Wait, where would I find this? It's just, you, you don't have to go very long. What? Yeah, right here. Oh, for real? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what is going on? This is insane. <laughs> yes. What so is this? The guy's literally like doing the worm on the floor and breaking things with his RHE. Yes. Oh my God. Why did you just smash a like a phone on it? Over it. Yeah. What is going on? <laughs> This His is wife's throwing, th- throwing bottles at him. Right. Oh, no, she's got a baseball bat. There's no way. Yep, smash. She broke it on, like, Bo Jackson style. Right. On his R.H.E. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, my God. He just knocked all her clothes knocked off. all of her clothes off. Guys, this is what we're devoting the rest of this podcast to. <laughs> I mean, it's, Why it's we, really we nice. Did Alan like, Jackson and didn't do this one? It really is, works. Like, George Clinton would be way into this. It's perfect. It all fits into the, the Funkadelic you know, style. Oh, oh! Now she just sat on his head, and he's going through the floor, and they're falling through to the second level. It's like Inception. How is this not in like a museum of the greatest things ever? Yeah, I mean, this music video is spectacular, and so you're like, oh, this this is how these guys honed their style was doing the turn I think, after what? I video. think. Brian from Woodbury should show his kids this one. This, this seems appropriate. Now her for them. boobs are getting bigger and moving around. I mean, this you could you could argue this is a top ten music video of all time, right? Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Oh, I would say so. Creep, it's one of a kind. I would say number one is Creep. Number two is uh, <laughs> that Salt and Pepper one where they're on the beach. Number three is parts of the Aerosmith video trilogy. <laughs> Four is rump shaker. Yeah, four is rump shaker. <laughs> and five, of course, is This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan, which starts with the guy with the sandwich, which I always point out. It's true. So Check that's it. it. Those, are my, those are my shouts out for tonight. So I, I um, appreciate my lady listening to the podcast and introducing me to the Turn Down For What video. 
And now, time, time to hit, time to hit the closing credits, huh, Rob? No, wait a minute now. <laughs> it's time for nobody's. I'll tell you what. The show. Let's talk about the album. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So listen, this is the album Aaron has been talking about, and can I tell you how shocked I was that Aaron's favorite album has a song that is just a 10-minute guitar solo to start it off. I was like, wow, this is the most errant thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, so, Maggot Brain, and I think it's important. I was talking about this earlier, but it, it's this is 1971. This is way early compared to a lot of the albums we've listened to. I, I think when you're listening to this, you have to keep this in mind of like, this is kind of riding right on that psychedelic wave. Like, this would have this would have fit right in, yet the the production on this i think is so good it sounds just awesome uh rolling stone 2003 said this album is 486 on the list come on next time 2012 479 now with this one guess what they realized that it had gotten rolling boned and it should have been all the way up to 136 which is where it resides now one of the biggest jumps of all of the albums this is the final album recorded by the original funkadelic lineup after this album was released listen to this the band disbanded after drummer Tiki Fullwood was fired due to drug use. Imagine and getting by Miles by, Davis. Yes. Imagine be, getting kicked out by George Clinton for using too many drugs. What right. would that even mean? What does that even right. look like? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And then Miles Davis loved this album so much that they picked him up as a drummer. Uh, the guitarist got into a acid eating contest, by the way, not good, not just going to lay this out there right now. The official Beck did a better view on acid eating contest is thumbs down. Don't do it. Down? Also. Down. Don't do it, Russell. What? If you and your date get two tabs of acid to bring home, do not eat half of one while they're sleeping. What if I leave the other one, though? That's okay. No, it's not. I'm serious. Russell, seriously, you have to know how bad that is. Apparently, that tears your stomach up, too. But the guitarist in question is Eddie Hazel. We're going to get back to him later. Uh, and then the... Uh, that, so then since then, they snorted raw speed and then has never performed the guitar since. So it sounds like a good time for this band. So what is it? Can you just tell me, Aaron, what is Funkadelic's deal? Like they just seem to do yeah. all weird stuff. How much time do you have? Because I have been doing a lot of prep on this album. Hours. I've been reading George Clinton's autobiography. Brothers be like, yo, George, ain't that funkin' kind of hard on you. And... <laughs> This is, they were, they were a Detroit band in a lot of ways. So, so they were in New Jersey um, when they got together and George was, so George was from North Carolina. He eventually ended up in Plainfield, New Jersey. He was a hairdresser and then was, you know, wanted to be a musician. He was a songwriter and they really set their sights on Motown. So they spent a lot of time in Detroit trying to uh, get in with Motown. In fact, they even had one song I want to testify that was on the Motown label. So they were going for that Motown sound and eventually they just realized they didn't fit in. And um, by the time this album came around, they had, they had recorded one album called Osmium as Parliament. Previously they were the Parliaments, a sort of doo-wop group. Um, but, but by the time this album came around, um, George realized two things. One was that he was very interested in the rock and roll that was happening in England. He was very much thinking about Jimi Hendrix all the time. And he really thought he saw all these British bands doing American rock. And he said, wait, if if white bands can take black music and do that, why can't we as a black rock band take white music and do what we want to do? And he was always thinking about Jimi Hendrix. And the other thing that really fucked him up was he said, I cannot write songs about specifics because then I'd be competing against Smokey Robinson. And Smokey Robinson was writing specific love songs in a way that no one could top. 
So George said, I've got to go bigger. I've got to think of bigger ideas. I got to get cosmic. And yes, he did then start thinking about the, the other strains of thought that were going on in the late sixties that had to do with people coming from aliens. And then they, they borrowed some, briefly, they borrowed some of the texts from this process church, which uh, then once the, the, Sharon Tate murders happened. There was a lot of more, more attention on potential cult-like groups, and George realized that it was not perhaps a great idea to be affiliating yourself with the Process Church. So that's it. That's, that's their deal. As a band, I think the Beach Boys found out you don't want to be associated with Charles Manson. Like, right. it's just something that you bring up over and over. Right. Um, so let's start off. So basically, this is a seven-song album. It's like, what, 40 minutes? minutes. For- 36 minutes, a great length it's of an tight, album. Tight as and shit. it starts with the titular track, Aaron. This is a big titular. Would you say, Aaron, would you say this is one of the longest titular tracks we've seen ever? It's a long, soulful titular track. It's the, it's the R-H-E of a titular track. It's the R-H-E it is. of a titular yep. track. It's a, this, is, this is a long titular track. Maggot Brain. And this is Eddie Hazel on guitar. The legend for this song is that Clinton was taking LSD and told his guitarist, play as if you just found out today that your mother had passed away. And what would that Ooh. feel like? Yeah. Good inspiration. Pretty amazing yeah. guitar solo, right? Or I don't know if you call it a solo. I mean, I mean, it's instrumental. There's yeah. no words. Yeah. But my understanding, Aaron, is they like they had the drums and they had more bass and they drowned it out. Is that right? They, they stripped it out, yeah. I mean, so George Clinton went back into the studio and took out a lot of the other instruments. There is an alternate take out there somewhere that has the other instruments added back in. So I think most of what you hear is Eddie Hazel's guitar tone. And George Clinton's mother called Eddie Hazel Crying Eddie because he could make the guitar sound like it was crying. So most of what you hear is, is wizardry. But later in the track, you get there's a lot more sound sort of effects going on. And what Clinton said was he echoplexed everything back on itself. I don't know what echoplexing means. But there's some, um, so Matt talked about, you know, studio. I knew a girl who could do that my sophomore year. <laughs> in last she could week. do an echoplex. And so some of it was, it's a, it's a sort of like combination, you know, what was Eddie doing? What was George Clinton doing? Aaron, the, so the, you have like the Funkadelic, Parliament, the P-Funk All-Stars. Is, is George Clinton the only common thread between all the groups or, or explain to me all the different groups? Yeah, I think he probably is the, the only common thread. There are others who played on a lot of this stuff, but Funkadelic was sort of the, so, so there was the Parliaments, then there was Parliament briefly. Funkadelic came next. Funkadelic was basically like 70 to 74 or five, I think. And then Parliament Funk or Parliament, what later became known as Parliament Funkadelic or P Funk, sort of came along. So they started as a rock band, eventually went more into R and B and funk. And George Clinton was kind of the through line. So when they got Bootsy Collins in maybe '74, that's when they started to do more more funk. And then they broke off. They were still recording as both. So Funkadelic was still recording for a, 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 the Westbound label and the Warner Brothers label, and Parliament was recording for another label. Where's P-Funk fit in all this? That's a good question. I, I mean, I think they, they may have been known as P-Funk as well for periods of time. But when they started with Funkadelic, they went from Parliament to Funkadelic, and they would say it's a Parliament funkadelic thing. So it was always, the lines were kind of blurred. Well, they probably shouldn't have so much asparagus. I mean, that's how I get that P-Funk out. Oh, <laughs> <just yesterday. laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Appreciate you. Can You Get to That features Isaac Hayes' backing vocal group, Hot Butt. Soul. Yes. This, this is the jam. This was my favorite song of the album. Yeah, and this coming after Megan is like just a ray of sunshine. You can definitely hear a Motown influence here, can't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just one of, one of my favorite parts. I don't know if you guys heard it. I don't know, Aaron, I could be wrong. Maybe you can clarify. I don't know if it's George Clinton or or Ray Davies, but there's this super low voice. It's Ray Davies. Do you know which yeah. one it is? It's Ray Davies, yeah. Check this out. This is fantastic. The super low bass voice guy, right? Yes. Oh my God. It sounds great. And so cool. This lyric was from an MLK. There it is. Yeah. What did they say, Rosie? When you base your love on credit and your loving days are done, checks you sign with 11 kisses later come back, sign insufficient funds. Insufficient funds. It's like this podcast, Insufficient Fun. I, I, but this started, started making me think about like who are the other great bass vocalists yes. in music history. So I think oh. we can do a quick list of the best low yeah, bass yeah, vocals yeah. in music history. Here for it. Here for it. Bobo the For another I wonder who will be the lowest voice on the list. First one on the list. I don't even know. I think he might sing more in baritone. I don't think, don't think he always sings in bass. Maybe Eric can answer this, but he definitely does an intro in the bass voice that gets the ladies going. This is Barry White. Can't get enough of your love. I think that's his regular voice, right? Shared love and me. doesn't seem to me like it's enough. He can get away with eating a girl's carrot cake. He's so, right. Yeah. He would just say, baby, I'm sorry, it's carrot cake. Yeah. It's just not enough. <laughs> but you're right, he was unique because he didn't necessarily, he sings in this register. He didn't sing Yeah, in it's different, isn't it? Yeah, he had that low speaking voice, but he he's one of the only register. guys who's like, Hello, I'd like to come in to sing today. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the next song on the list, this is the Oak Ridge Boys, the song's Elvira. Yes. Oh, that is way yes. down there, right? That is yes. way down there. Way down. You know that his balls touched his cowboy boots. I mean, those had to be the <laughs> longest balls ever. Making that note. Whoa. Next and, you know, the list. and you know, oh, and you know his pubic hair looked like his beard. You guys know which Elvira <laughs> guy I'm talking about. Yeah, the long beard. Next song on the list, this is a band we've actually talked about numerous times, and I did start researching this guy, and it turns out this guy does have some sort of uh, really bad Don't disease, so we kind of got to watch more. this. But this is, but this is Boys to Men. Yeah, yeah, this is Boys and to Men. The song is On Bended Knee, and this is where he is oh, making a low bass yeah, voice right, apology. Girl. I'm sorry. I, every guy my age, our age knows how this starts. Yeah. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> Baby. Yes. <laughs> Please forgive me for all the wrong I've done. Oh. Please forgive me. Please come back home, girl. I know you put all your trust in me. What was worse was when Jay Z covered this on the 444 album. Please, baby, I'm so sorry. I know that when we went to the restaurant and we picked the dessert together, you thought you were going to get part of that carrot cake. 
And then when you woke up, that carrot cake was gone, and you knew that I got to taste all the carrot cake. I could have easily taken only half the carrot cake, gotten just a taste, and that would have been fine. But baby, no, I ate the whole carrot cake. And for that, I am truly sorry. <laughs> but instead of doing that, I decided to say, Oh, for you. Oh. You didn't want you. You didn't want you more. Russell did the poor you. <laughs> this is a fantastic song. Oh, my God. Oh. What did you guys picture he had done wrong? When I listened only, to this song, come I was like, on. What do you think he did wrong? Like, I was like, he, what he gave somebody he, he gave the wrong person some flowers. I mean, there's there's only dude, one. You, dude, you got a low boy, <laughs> low bass voice like that. There's yeah. a lot you could have done wrong out there, right? Like, there's no, there's it's there's no limits. Rob, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to just cut that, baby. I'm sorry. Every time, every time Jake get in trouble with Jenny, he's gonna start playing that. All right, done. <laughs> Maybe. Next song on the list, we've actually talked about this artist. We were talking about this artist on a text chain, and this is not the song that someone had requested from Rob, but it's another great song from a low bass voice artist. This song is House of the Rising Sun. It's by White Buffalo. Check this beginning out. He's got a great low voice. Is a house in charming town. That's Man. almost out otherworldly, isn't it? Wow. His name is White Buffalo. And it's yeah, badass, badass. Go the distance. One of the greatest songs out there. What was the box? Was it Franz Botha who was the White Buffalo? Aaron. Wow, <laughs> you did get that. <laughs> yes. All right. This Rob, just great. hit that intro again. That first note is the best, isn't it? It sounds like he's doing that Tibetan throat singing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't and don't make me tell any jokes about that because I'm not going to. <laughs> There is yeah. <laughs> Isn't that that's, amazing? That's amazing, yeah. That's got to be altered somehow, right? Great. Yeah. I don't know, man. He's one of those big balls guys. He's got a low voice. <laughs> guys with low voices, they often have big brown balls. Really so you think brown. That, you know how we talked before, like, about the tidy thing? Like, if you got to undersell that? are there? There's got to be low bass voice guys out there who don't, don't have what it takes, don't have the fire yeah. down below, right? That's got to <laughs> be the worst. Girl. I just have to tell you, this is the smallest penis you've ever seen. Not as big as it sounds. <laughs> All right, last song on the list. I know Matt said he liked this song once. We've done the song Hallelujah once before. This is Leonard Cohen doing Hallelujah. Maybe the greatest song ever written. Greatest song ever written. Most awkward sex scene ever filmed. The film The Watchmen. David played in Oh, yeah. Oh, God. you don't really I went into my Mr. Skid mode where I thought about the sex scenes in every show I've ever seen. I was like, <laughs> Leonard Cohen wrote it, right? I mean, it's, yeah, he did. It's his song. Yeah, yeah. it's been uh, yeah, what's everybody's favorite? So many what's everybody's people? favorite Hallelujah cover? Hallelujah. I like the other one. I like the Buckley one. Jeff the guy Buckley. who died yeah, in the... I'm, I'm Jeff Buckley. Yeah. yeah. So that's it. That's the list of the greatest low voice songs. Oh, ever. great list. Good one. Good one. Love it. Russell. I have to, I have to, I just have to, have to throw Trace Atkins out there from a country standpoint. That probably back, back in the nineties, man. There's another one. It's Josh Turner. I think it is. Josh okay. Turner. Is that right? He does a long a black train and a few of those. And it's, those are really good. Well, you know, one of the classic all low voice guys is Andre the giant, right? Like his low voice was so low. Anybody want to be? Anybody want to be? 
A only dog. No baby oil. Russell, this Russell is missing out on his do, wrestling impression. We should be doing a wrestling podcast. On a podcast for sure. Hey, that, that's the other thing that doesn't work as a carrot cake apology is just your macho man impersonation. <laughs> oh. Doesn't help it a bit. Doesn't help a bit. Mrs. Elizabeth is coming in here trying to tell me I don't get to eat all the carrot cake because she's out back sleeping. And cream cheese frosting rose to the top and I ate it, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. I just want you to picture this, Aaron. Just picture you're married and say to me, you're going to be... You're going to be uh, the, the woman in this. And you say to me, did you eat the carrot cake? I'm upset about you eating the carrot cake. I'm, I, I thought there was some carrot cake left. Did you? Ooh, are you mad at me? <laughs> are you mad at me for eating the carrot cake? Get out of here. You know, you're just joking. You mad about me eating all the carrot cake? You don't like I ate all the carrot cake? Oh, Whiny baby, just go buy yourself some more. Yeah. Oh, you woke up thinking you're going to have carrot cake and you didn't because I ate the whole piece. Okay, I didn't even enjoy the last part of it. Just shoved it down. <laughs> really only wanted half. I didn't want to leave half, though. That's you true. Know. You really don't ever need the whole piece. Yeah, half is dry. I really need the other half. Yeah. Why are you mad at me? God, you're always yelling at me. That's the move I pull out at that point. God, you know, I'm just joking. I'm just trying to have fun. Not everything is a joke, Rob. If you do that one at home, then you're yeah, going to come full circle. I've known, nobody's ever told me that before, and I just haven't even told, us, told us to my kids. And had my eyes roll to the back of my head as I said it. Just a quick goofing around. You're just goofing around. Oh, you think it's funny to say things that are offensive just to get a laugh? Who taught you this? Did your mom teach you this? I learned from watching you, Dad. Hey, Rob, I was wondering if you could explain to me uh, what the title on the next song means. Hit it and quit it? I want yeah. you to hit it and quit it. Hit it and quit it. What does it mean? Hmm. It sounds like sounds like we need... Brian from Woodbury to call in and <laughs> explain oh, this out. It's so interesting you say the Motown thing. I can hear it. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, that's how, you know, that's this how they sounds. You know who this sounds like to me, big time? Frank Zappa. I get a lot of Frank Zappa out of this big time. I mean, I time. think they, yeah, I think they were running in the same circles. Yeah. Uh, and this is Bernie, or this is Bernie Orrell singing on this one, I believe. And then Bernie is also playing organ. And Russell, you asked on the last track if it was George Clinton or, or Ray Davies. And George Clinton doesn't actually sing that much on this album. And it's one of the things that people sort of pointed to as why Funkadelic never got huge was that they were very democratic in their approach. So there's a different lead singer on every track on this album. They didn't have one main front person. So I have another question here. And so like Snoop Dogg covers a ton of Parliament, Funkadelic, George Clinton, a, yeah. a ton of hip hop. Like there is no hip hop without Funkadelic Parliament, without these groups, right? Correct. Is the low voice on all those songs, what do you say? Like, well, the dog that don't pee on trees is a bitch. <laughs> like, when, is that George Clinton or is that this Ray Davies guy? Or I, whatever think, that, his name I is? think that voice is entirely someone else. I think that's not a sample. I think that one, but I don't know. I think I could be wrong, but. Uh, but most, I think most of those G funk samples came from 1974 or five or later. I think they came from Rob, Parliament Funkadelic. Pull up. There's a dog that don't. Is it Can't You trees. See Me? What's the Tupac song? Play the beginning of this. Is this George Clinton? Tell me who this is. The blind stares of a million pairs of. Oh, yeah, eyes that's George Clinton. Looking yeah. hard but won't realize that they will never see the P. The P. Yeah, yeah, that's. <laughs> okay, so I bet a lot of those are George Clinton. Oh, yeah, Atomic yeah. Dog here, too. Right. 
weird version of but it. Yeah, all yeah. this stuff like this was this was, so Funkadelic was never doing you know such straight ahead grooves like that. They were they were always experimenting more with time and playing a lot or playing a lot looser than than Parliament did. You and your folks, you and your me, folks, me and my folks, me and my folks, and that it's not because I couldn't read it. I did, I knew it, but um, some say it's a sequel to the song before, which would make sense because it sounds very similar. And so then this is Billy Bass Nelson singing lead, right? Billy Bass. Billy Bass Nelson. I think he was the bassist, right? Take me to the river. <laughs> I don't know how they get this like weird flangey sound, like this wamp, 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 but I like it. I mean, doesn't this sound like a great production? It sounds crystal clear. You compared this to U2 last week? Oh, man. But what's funny is there was stuff where George Clinton was saying, oh, I was, it was more specifically on the title track, but I think across the whole album, where he was doing stuff in the studio and he was like, the professional engineers had to get up and leave because they were like, I don't want to be associated with the tricks he's pulling on his shit. So Aaron, I, I, I don't have a drink on this one. It's not in booze and vinyl, but when's the right time to listen to the Funkadelic? When do you like listening to, li- to this album? So that's a great question. I This particular album... I bought a vinyl reissue a couple of years ago and I've just finally now got that copy cleaned up enough that I'm I'll listen to the first track on that copy because it's the one thing that I would almost in the right situation stream over playing it on vinyl because that first track has to like I play it at night when everyone's asleep and there's no ambient noise in the house. So if there's nothing else going on, then I'll play it on vinyl. But otherwise after Maggot Brain and before Wars of Armageddon, you can play this anytime. It's like, it's fun music. It's, it's good jams. Mm-hmm. I think it's good kitchen music. It is good music. kitchen music. I play in the kitchen all the time. Yeah. Like Super. while you're doing dishes, I bet it kind of keeps yeah, you going. It keeps cooking. you moving forward, yeah. right? Yeah. Super yeah. stupid. Eddie Hazel. I mean, this is, is this the true, is this the first true jam album we've done? I know that Almond Brothers was kind of a jam, but that was more blues. Like this is Well, I think they're really like this this particular track, they're really pulling from Jimi Hendrix. And Eddie Hazel, I think, was really listening to his voice, like he's doing Jimmy. Yeah, totally. And then I love when he sings along with his, his guitar solo on this track. So good. Is that what I have here? Uh no, this is later in the album, but just like more of the later so, in the song. In the song, this is a true story about how he went out looking, Hazel went out looking for cocaine and came back with heroin, which is named Skag. Now, guys, would you do a drug named Skag? I mean, I, that sounds bad to do Skag. Scary. Like, yeah, I'm hooked on Skag. Not great. Back in our minds. This is, what the but fuck? to be clear, a better decision than eating the cheesecake, right? Or the carrot oh, cake. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I would do the skag over the carrot cake. 100%. I wanted, to, I wanted this clip in there because this is the only horn that we hear on the album. And eventually, Parliament went such in the direction of horns. And this is the only time we hear a horn. And when I think of, you know, George Clinton, right? I think of like the 19-piece band with... Yes. Every horn imaginable and every, you know, yeah. percussion imaginable, you know, right. so and that's why I like this song. I thought it was going to be like Flashlight and all those songs like that. Like I, this is such a change for me when I put it on. I was like, oh, this is like a Grateful Dead Fish type band. Yeah, Speaking of Flashlight, I, I I pulled this, but since you brought it up, Rob, Did I Did you say Flashlight? I can't help flashlight? myself now. Flashlight. But, uh, do, 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 actually, do you know uh, George Clinton? 
was actually on the Muppets, Muppets in Space. Oh, I believe that. And they did the closing song. I had it up here. I think it's Space Light is a parody. Nice. The song is called Space Flight with George Clinton and Pepe the King Prong. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the closing credits of Muppets in Space has George Clinton doing Space Flight with Pepe the Prong. Yes. But yeah, you can hear Clinton's You know your legend in here. music if you are doing a song with the Muppets. I think Clinton never, and he writes about it in his book, he never wanted to be a front man. He wanted to, he wanted to write songs. He wanted to be a band leader. He never wanted to be a, a front man. And he didn't really have the voice to carry it. And that's part of why Funkadelic never hit bigger than it did. That and they were doing so many drugs and just fucking around. Russell, I got to disagree a little bit. I don't think parody songs are that great. <laughs> All right. Wars of Armageddon. This is described hey, as a... We've, we've definitely never got any comments or texts out of my know that. Not once. <laughs> Hours of my life, no response. Okay. I might as well. I mean, I might as well hope somebody texts me about me sleeping, like for how much time I've put into it. That didn't make it. That made more sense in my head before it came out, guys. Uh, listen, Russell, tell me, this is described as a freak out jam. Is this a freak out jam? <laughs> It's a psychedelic freakout. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, make the noises like, whoa, guys. I'm going to have it go back and forth in the stereo. Whoa, this is the drumming that Miles heard that Miles wanted Tiki Fullwood for. This sounds like Santana to me. Or Santana sounds like this, you know. Well, very much uh, Hendrix when he got with the band of gypsies, too. Sounds like that. Yeah. No, you're totally right. And that's like Clinton writes about that. Like he thought about Jimmy a lot. Like Jimmy hangs heavy over this whole album. This album. This is so funny here. More this is the power album. to the pussy. More pussy to the power. More pussy to the people. Can you imagine that this quotes. is those are their this quotes. this no you're just, using them like they're yours. Yeah. And you want us to buy the shirts <laughs> that say that on there? Dollar. <laughs> Aaron has shirts that says that. Hmm, very suspicious. Oh. Uh, listen, let's get into the rating system. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular Beck Did It Better rating system. Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, this time when I say super freak out, you need to go, whoa, and then I'm going to have it go back and forth. So I believe like we're having a freak out. Okay. Listen, this time. This album, okay, is kind of like at 136 on the Rolling Stone. We don't care about the album. We only care about the list, okay? We want to see if the list is correct. We're double-checking Rolling Stone's work. Dr. Stone, did you do the work today? Say hello to your wife, Sharon. Woohoo! almost started that joke and forgot the name, but pulled it out at the end. Yes, another overtime victory for Rob. Is this episode <laughs> great? It is like a super freak out. That would mean that it should be higher on the list, which is a lower number. Okay. It should be at 130, 129, et cetera. Okay. You do the math, folks. Okay. I'm not, come on. Or is this album uh, a perfectly just normal freak out? Okay. It's just your fine kind of freak out is rolling well toned. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Or is this album freaking? Okay. Or is this album just plain 
out? Because I feel like it's inappropriate to say freak nowadays. So I'm going to say, is this album just an out? It's not that great. It is a rolling groan. It should be Standard lower six, four, three um, put out. on the list, which of course is a higher number and we would get to it later. Okay. Aaron would have to wait even longer before he gets to his favorite little album. Uh, what do you guys think? 136. Is this a good place for maggot brain? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling groan? Russell, what do you think? You know what? I, I really enjoyed the album. And at first I was a little, I, I was kind of thinking this is going to be more funk, kind of more like the more wah-wah type stuff we've heard from, from that we've heard covered on a lot of uh, Snoop Dogg or Dr. Dre or kind of the West Coast rap. I thought I was going to kind of hear more of that noise and we didn't. And I was thrown a little bit off regarding the 10 minute guitar solo at the very beginning. I knew that was a big part of what these guys did. I wasn't really expecting that. So that threw me off a little bit, but I kept having to come back to this was in 1971. Feels to me like it's way before it's time based on what we've heard otherwise around then. So I'm going to say for me, I really enjoyed it. I could see myself coming back and listening to this again. I'm going to say it's rolling boned. I think it should be a little higher on the list. It's not like a top 10 or top 20 for me personally, but it seems like it's super influential. Plus they've got the super low bass voice guy. I'm all about that. Girl, I'm so sorry I took your dessert, and I'm so sorry I'm doing this bit again. I'm desperate for a laugh. I uh, really don't see why it's that big of a deal. I left you one of the other ones in the fridge. Doesn't seem like it should be that big of a deal. And I was expecting we could split that other one as well, so please don't eat the whole thing. Uh, technically, that is what we did do with the other one, is split it, Rob. So it sounds like you had 75%, she had 25%, much like somebody else I know. All right. Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling your own. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I think I'm going to go rolling well-toned. I think you brought it up uh, beginning of the podcast, Rob, and Russell just brought it up again. You know, if you think of it from 1971, um, I think of other groups like the Velvet Underground, which I didn't really like their album, but then you remember that's from 1964, wow. you know, and it was just so far ahead of everything mm-hmm. else. And, you know, the Beach Boys and some of these other ones. So I think, you know, it's not the George Clinton that I think of, but you kind of hear it again, put it in the right context. And I think it's super influential and fits in pretty good right around here. So I'll just go with Rolling Well-Toned. All right. Unfortunately, you guys are correct or incorrect. The correct answer is he's skipping me. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Go ahead. I don't even care. I'm rolling so well toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown. <laughs> this is the 1971 album, George Clinton and Funkadelic. I Maggot am so happy brain. that we got to listen to this album together. I'm so appreciative that you guys let me talk so much on this album. I honestly think it's rolling well toned. I love this album. I love how fucking loud it is and how hard it rocks. I recognize that perhaps it wouldn't be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm mostly just happy to listen to it with you guys. So thank you. What, why are you not saying it's rolling <laughs> bone? What, what would make it better? I think Wars of Armageddon is maybe a questionable inclusion. Um, and uh, do you have other parliament or funkadelic albums you would rank higher than this? Um, no, I don't think I would. Um, I think this is the, I think this is their best. Cause I think it's the, the tightest. I think, some of the other Funkadelic albums are a little even, well, they were just doing so many drugs. Like their first two albums are a little looser. I think this is the tightest in terms of song selection and instrumentation. Um, but probably, I guess maybe for me, I'd listen to like Chocolate City or Over the Downstroke from Parliament more often because it's sort of easier to listen to. And those are the no, like those ones. R&B those ones are fucking kind of hard on you, right? They're fucking a little hard on me. 
Yeah, they're fucking a little hard on yeah, me. Yeah, they're fucking a little hard. You guys ever jack off outside? Realize <laughs> that earth? When that, I, I just, I don't think I could do that. I wonder what it would what? take for me. I think that's kind of the final frontier for me, honestly. Jacking off outside. Does a tent count? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter if you're looking at somebody in a tent, Russell. If you're outside, that's all that matters. <laughs> There's a bear out there and he's lying down because it takes too long when he stands up and his calves cramp up. <laughs> Rob, what's your ranking? We got it right this time, right? Rosie got it right. Unfortunately, you are incorrect, guys. This gets a rolling jam on. All right. Jam-on? This is the first real jam record we've listened to. And I loved it. I think it's just, it's a, what a vibe. Put this on in a college dorm room. Okay you are definitely going to meet the guy who sells weed on campus. So that That's is something true. to that think about. Next up, this is an amazing transition because we are going from an album that is drug addled to one that's just addled. <laughs> it's Adele, oh. 21. <laughs> we're doing when Adele? Wow. Dude, we're doing Adele. But you're just too lazy Paul. to look it up online. How long he can have his murder, right? How long would it take for him to have his murder? <laughs> Who are you talking about? I've got the Her boyfriend. What is he? Oh. Get with the now. Jack did it better. He's probably jacked off outside, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Guys, I'll tell you what. <laughs> what are you going to tell us? I got, I got nothing. I'm just going to say super freak out again. You guys got anything better? Well, I, I, we might have to bleep it if I say it, though. The, the, other, the other thing I was going to say to the, the dessert aficionado that I was with was, did we really <laughs> after we had all the <laughs> cake at <laughs> earlier in the day? Yeah, that's got to be edited out. Started the song, right? Rodisky is talking. Guys, what would it sound like if four Macho Man Randy Savages had a super freak out? Who says we've lost our touch? 